Blog Talk Radio. La, 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 wait till I get my money right. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I smit that on a necklace. I told God I'll be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. The whole much is given, much is tested. Get arrested, guess until he gets the message. I feel the pressure under more scrutiny. And what I do, act more stupidly. Bought more jewelry, more Louis V. My mama couldn't get through to me. The drama, people suing me. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Act more stupidly. You don't like my music, do you? No, uh, look, the waivers Act are already stupidly. coming in, Mike, for week 12. We've got, uh, let's see, Jason Campbell picked up for $4. Uh, Darius Johnson for 3 bucks. Mike Glennon, 13 Michael Rivera here. I don't see anything big in any of the leagues that I'm pulling up. There's a LeGarrette Blunt for 28 bucks. Dennis Pitta. For 16, maybe he'll come back here in another week or so. Um, Friday night, this Friday night on week 12, very yeah. quiet and calm before the storm, Mikey. That surprises me. Hey, Scott, uh, uh, real quick, uh, glad everybody, uh, everybody aboard on Red versus Blue Radio. Uh, that surprises me, Scott, because the reason uh, I put in a couple of bids uh, for a couple of running backs and things like that, this is the time to move. If you have any money to spend, spend it now. Because after week 13, it's over. It's done. You don't have any more money, so it's you, you might as well go ahead, take a flyer on a uh, backup running back. Everybody, this is the uh, Red versus Blue. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the week 12 edition of the Red versus Blue Friday Night Football Show, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the World of High Stakes Fantasy Football, as always, joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent, and uh, Mikey Ace Sanders was picked up for $55 tonight. I see there's another Darius Johnson, 80 bucks. That's not a bad big – that's a pretty big bid right there. But Ace Sanders, kind of intrigued. There's another Ace Sanders, $67. Are people asleep at the wheel on Ace Sanders? It's going to be interesting to see. You never know who that who those guys are going to be. I don't think it's going to be Ace Sanders. It's going to be like the – you know, going to steal it for you. But he did lead the Jaguars last week with 10 targets and eight catches. What do you think? Anything to see right. here? Well, the, the, like I said, Scott, the thing about it is, is you you have to see who's bidding on it, which teams uh, are bidding on uh, p- particular players, and how much money they have left. I mean, because it, yeah. it's getting down to the time to where uh, you know either use it or lose it. So uh, I, I think that's a great bid. I think I think it's an absolutely great bid uh, to take to try to uh, get get your hands on Ace Sanders, yeah. and uh, you know uh, why not? Well, you know what? You can't take the money with you. Uh, this show is sponsored by FFToolbox.com, winner of the 2012 Most Accurate Draft Rankings. Over 100 websites participated, ESPN, uh, and all of, the, all of the big dogs, Yahoo, CBS, uh, FFToolbox, beat them all uh, in the draft rankings after a couple of really nice calls, uh, CJ Spiller, Des Bryant. A couple of big names there. But, Mike, I'm going through the waivers. Again, you can't take the money with you. There's a Fozzie Whitaker bid uh, for $28 in main event League 11. Uh, so, yeah, these are these are the types of bids that we need to start seeing here. I mean, you know, look, uh, yeah. Ogbenaya kind of uh, – he was a hot name. Then he kind of disappeared for a while. And now he's back. And it, it looks like it's Obanaya's turn. I don't know. You say Obanaya, Ogbenaya, the Og. Uh, well, what, it, it looks like it's his turn. 
Well, it could be. Uh, what about Flozzy? Flozzy something or other? You know, I just I just threw out a bit on him. I mean, why not? You know, you, you have to do that at this time, at, at this stage of the game, because there's two weeks to go. We got this week and next week, and that's it. After after yeah. next week, after week 13, you know, it's done. So, uh, you know, it could be uh, always – it could be always turn, uh, but you never know. That's why you got to take that chance. Take that chance. Throw out those dollars, those blind bidding dollars, and uh, you never know. You might hit gold in in the last two weeks. Yep, you have two weeks to go. We do have a 13-week regular season here. I think it's very important Which is uh, great. that the 13-week season exists. Uh, I think it is the evolution of, of, the, of the, uh, the high stakes game, giving you the the 13-week regular season, rewarding the best teams uh, rather than giving, uh, leaving it a little bit up to chance. Some say that's a little more fun where you have everything on the line in one week. I think most of the players that were polled in the survey said, look, if I'm the best team, I want to be rewarded as such. And so uh, ourselves, the NFFC, I think are the 13-week. FFPC chooses to be 11 weeks. And uh, it's a look, there's different strokes for different folks. There's lots of different games out there. So I think it's important that everybody has – there is some variety out there for different styles of games. This is a lot of money on the line. I would imagine that the 13-week regular season uh, would eventually become uh, the way to go. But, look, Mike, it might be a couple years from now, in two years or a year or two years, the NFL will be an 18-game schedule, and we'll all have to rethink it. So we need to start thinking yeah. about that now, game planning and preparing for that. What the eventuality is let's start talking to the players, finding out – exactly what they would do if the NFL went to an 18-game schedule. Uh, and we need to start thinking about it because it's going to happen eventually. We just don't know when. Yeah, well, and not only that, I, I, I can foresee the NFL going to not only a Thursday game, but a Friday night game, uh, a Wednesday night game. You know, the players, they, they hate it. They hate it a lot. But uh, the bottom line is, it's all about the money, and uh, man, if the NFL can make money, if uh, if Mr. Goodell can make money, then he's going to make money all he can. And uh, you know, they're doing things uh, they're doing things the right way. But uh, is it in the best interest of the players? That you know, that's the question I bring up. Special guest tonight, Glenn Lowy, the 31st ranked player in the world. I tell you, he's a whole hell of a lot better than that, in my opinion. He's one of the best. Very scary player to see yep. sitting at your table. Uh, is Glenn Lowy. He is a baseball national champion, mm-hmm. and uh, he placed number two overall, and I think it was the 2011 FFPC. That's the year I placed number 10 overall, so I was kind of in the hunt and in the discussion, uh, but uh, Glenn had a hell of a team, and we want to ask him about that game and that week, that weekend, because it, he's back in the saddle again, Mike, because, look, we've been watching David Hughes pretty much dominate all year in the Fantasy Football World Championship this year with his drafting of the Denver Broncos and around a star-studded cast of other characters. Uh, he has the top two teams in all of the land. Uh, but Glenn Lowy was right there as the number three team. Now, last yep. night he did get leapfrogged because uh, Michael Schlissberg and Rob Zarzicki, the Z-man, they moved up to the number three team last night after a couple of uh, big performances in their League 17 last night. Uh, but, look, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great yeah, finish two weeks to go in the regular season. Yeah, that's no big deal. I'm I'm looking at uh, Glenn's uh, roster right now. I mean, he has a lot of options at running back and, and wide receiver. Uh, so, you know, I can't wait to talk to him, uh, you know, about how he uh, acquired some of these players and uh, how he was able to go about doing it. But uh, it's a uh, it's a great uh, a great recipe. I mean, even he, even though he got leapfrog there for a minute, he'll be right back there and he'll be he'll be running out of David Hughes real quick. We are going to be launching a baseball uh, section, a, a baseball what? saga, a new era at fftoolbox.com, a what? baseball uh, content section. Uh, some of the best high-stakes players on the planet are going to be participating and sharing content with the entire world, courtesy of fftoolbox.com. This year, we're launching a free content section and a premium content section from the high-stakes players. If you are interested in participating in the FF Toolbox first ever premium section in high stakes pro analysis, definitely shoot us an email, Scott at FFToolbox.com, uh, info at FF Toolbox. We'll be happy to talk to you. We've obviously had some great baseball players that have came through. Glenn Lowy is one of those. He's a national champion. Chad Broder, who's in our chat room tonight, is a national champion. And then I see, 
I see KJ Duke. That's another baseball national champion right here in our chat room tonight. So, fellas, the baseball content awesome. is coming. Awesome. The baseball weekly games are coming. It's going to be an exciting time uh, at FF Toolbox. And the I, weekly games, Mike, have you played the weekly game at FF Toolbox yes, yet? absolutely, absolutely. I played the weekly game uh, the last two weeks and uh, haven't done much good. But uh, I've been doing some NBA and uh, but NFL and, you know, I've been doing it all. But, uh, you know, i tell you what, when you talk about baseball, going against Clint Lowy, oh, my gosh, he is very good, very good. Yeah, we got some good baseball players in the chat room tonight. I want to shout out to everybody that's in the chat, the crew here. Some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football are in the chat tonight. Nine Route, Cocktails and Dreams, Fantasy QB, FF Cruiser, Henry Muto, KJ Duke, Urinal Mint, and a cast of other guests. Welcome to Red vs. Blue. This is Week 12. We're going to get you ready. Uh, here in about five minutes, Glenn Lowy will be our guest uh, for the evening, and we've got a slew of questions to ask him his take on the high-stakes industry in general, his take on the FFWC, what we're doing here. Uh, it's time to get some uh, some raw facts on the table about Week 12. And we've got some Week 12 situations that we're going to look like. We're going to make Super Bowl predictions tonight at the end of the show, if time permits. Is it as clear-cut as Denver-Seattle, which is what a lot of people are predicting and have been predicting huh. since early on in the season. So I'll be interested to hear your picks on that, Mikey. Uh, okay. But, uh, let, let's get to it. Last night we saw the Saints and the Falcons. We're not going to recap last night's news and last week's news. We're going to move on to this week and what to expect. Panthers at right. the Dolphins, Mike. Cam Newton has been basically feast or fam, and he's, he's, a, he's a plus 30 guy or an under 20 guy. Probably a big week this week, um, a tough week this week against the Dolphins. They've held six straight QBs to 15 or fewer fantasy points. But the bottom line is when you're Cam Newton, you got wheels. When you got wheels, you got points. You're always going to be a top 12 quarterback if you have wheels. That's the thing with Terrell Pryor. We could never bounce him any lower than about that 14 range, if he, even if he had a tough matchup, because he can always get you those runs, those, 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 you know, that, those yardage on the runs. If he gets 50 yards on a run, that's like 120-yard passing. Right. And uh, you know what, though, Scott? I see a total bounce factor in this game. I really see Carolina bouncing. Uh, Carolina's four-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, the overnight is 41, just for those that are interested. Uh, I see uh, – I do see Cam Newton having a nice game. I see Ryan Tannehill having a huge game in this game because okay. Carolina, they play so aggressive sometimes to where it can become – too aggressive, and yeah. you know I see some of these wideouts uh, getting uh, getting loose, and uh, there could be there could be some balls thrown around to where uh, Miami can uh, cover this game. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I really see this uh, Carolina yeah. Miami game being uh, tough. I, 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 you know, it's going to be a really well, tight. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't disagree with you more vehemently, Mike. Ryan Tannehill still doesn't have a 20 point game this year. Unlikely to change this week. No QB has thrown for multiple touchdowns or topped 17 points against this defense. Mike, they've been building this defense for years. We've been asking and begging them to draft a wide receiver or draft a, you know, a good running back or something, right. and uh, they, they still continue to you know, fire away at that defense. They're allowing a league-low 10 points per game to opposing quarterbacks. This is not a game I want Ryan Tannehill. This is not a game I want Mike Wallace, Brian Hartline, Richard Matthews. Anything to do with the Dolphins' offense, I really don't want it. Uh, I guess you could convince me to take Charles Clay. He does have six catches for, 90 for last week. Seen 15 targets the last two weeks. He's got a touchdown in four of the last seven. Uh, but Carolina, uh, look, and they, Carolina has allowed some touchdowns in three of the last four games, five of the last seven. Eight passing scores allowed all year have gone to tight ends. Uh, five of the eight. Yeah, but, but, pretty big numbers. Yeah, but you also have to realize that uh, what Carolina did on the road or at home last week was pretty impressive. Uh, what they've done on the road, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. They just continue to go about the business, and they, they've had a, they, they've laid laid the groundwork, and uh, they're getting it done. And I'm I'm really impressed with Carolina and what they're doing defensively. Greg Olson has topped 50 yards just once in the last six games, but he got a touchdown in three of the four, so he's like. He's almost like Chris Carter. He's catching the touchdowns. Gates right. did score yep. on the Dolphins, but it was the first tight end touchdown allowed by Miami since week four. 
so that's interesting. Steve Smith been kind of a pretty much a bust, but he he hasn't reached 70 yards in a game this year. Hasn't scored in four straight games. Miami has allowed just one wideout touchdown all year, fewest in the NFL. I'm fading all my Panthers if I have them. I'm not putting any of those guys in. Ted Ginn's kind of a deep threat guy. Is a revenge game for Ted Ginn. And the bottom line on Greg Olson, and, and Ian reminded me of this, Greg Olson is coming back home to Miami. He's selling a lot of tickets, giving a lot of tickets to his friends and family. A lot of fans are going to be there to watch Greg Olson play. So it'll be interesting to see if he can get a score uh, against this team. Now, Mike, we do have Glenn well, Lowy. Looks like in the, the switchboard. So I'm going to because we've got so much content to get to. I want to talk to Glenn. Glenn, is that you? I'm here. What's up, my wow. man? What's up, my brother? How are you doing? It's week What's 12, up, Glenn? Man. Hey, man, this is How you doing, Mike? Hey, I'll tell you what, man, uh, you know, you just keep rocking on on, on this uh, baseball and football, man. Uh, I mean, that's awesome. Good stuff. Thank you. Glenn Louie, uh 31st ranked player in the world. I'm sure it sounds kind of weird to say when we talk about ranking of fantasy players, but it is a fact. That is what our hobby has evolved into now. And uh, your ranking tends to probably go up from here. I'd love to be up that high. Just kind of a little bragging rights, you know, when I'm at my local draft and basement league draft in the neighborhood. I'd be, hey, look at this. Check this out. Look, 31st in the world, baby. Uh, tell everybody <laughs> where you're from, what you do, friends, family, wife, kids, all that good stuff. Well, I'm, uh, I'm here on Long Island. Um, I'm married, three kids. My son, uh, Joseph, six. And I've got uh, twin baby girls, three years old each. Uh, I'm a project executive for a uh, national development firm. Uh, we build hotels, restaurants across the country. We own and operate them, and uh, and I play fantasy football and baseball. Do do your coworkers know that you play fantasy football, or is it kind of like the little hidden thing you do at home? No, they know. They know. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not ashamed of it. I uh, I happen to think it's uh, it's very cool and uh, something I truly enjoy and. Uh, when I talk about it with uh, my coworkers and friends, uh, they seem to get into it as well. You know, they 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 root for me when I'm uh, I have a competitive squad and uh, like to see me do well. And uh, hopefully this year they'll get to root me on uh, uh, for a few more weeks. Yeah, it used to be that I, way. It used to be kind of like the Dungeons and Dragons, and now it's the cool thing to do. It's kind of the hip thing. It's kind of changed. Does your wife? Well, what does she think about the hobby? Uh, well, Audrey. Uh, you know, she probably didn't love it too much at first, you know, I, especially when I started getting into high stakes and started <laughs> spending a little bit more time into it, spending a little bit more money on entry fees. But, you know, I brought home a couple uh, nice checks, and whenever I do, you know, she gets her cut. <laughs> and that seems to uh, pave the way to, a, you know, a happier marriage. So, Hey, Glenn, has any of those, uh, any of this stuff, Escalated toward uh, maybe a local league. Do you have a local league uh, within uh, you and uh, some of the guys you work with, or gals you work with, or whatever? Well, not not that I work with, uh, but I, I do play to uh, two uh, fantasy football leagues locally. Uh, leagues I've been in for many many years, way before I even knew there was such a thing as uh, high stakes and. Uh, you know, right. I, I stayed I stayed with them, and uh, I'm actually doing pretty well this year against uh, these guys. Uh, I've got uh, one team, one local team that plays uh, purely points, and I'm on top there. And then there's another that plays uh, uh, purely head-to-head and uh, split into two divisions, and I'm leading my division. So, uh, you know, I've got some bragging rights there. So on draft night, uh, basically they hate when you walk in the door, right? So I would oh, say that. You know, of <laughs> one, of the, one of the great things about local leagues and, uh, you know, doing it with friends that have been playing for 20 years and uh, for one of them is, uh, you know, this goes back to when we were much younger and yeah. trash talking still uh, yeah. still lives and breathes and uh, right. there's nobody in that room yeah. who thinks anybody's any better than, than they are. So and, and they let you know it, so... It's it's very competitive and a lot of fun. I have that Good same deal. problem in our league too. I don't I don't know why yep. I did it. Uh, Glenn Lowy is our guest, <laughs> first ranked player in the world. We're going to pick his brain on all the week twelve action. But first, we want to kind of pick his brain about uh, the hobby, the industry, the FFWC, and all this good stuff. You've been playing high stakes for a while. When about when did you first hear about it? How long have you been around the circle? Well, uh, actually, 
<laughs> comparatively to, uh, I guess, a lot of the uh, players I've gotten to know, uh, I really haven't been around that long, uh, about five years now. This is my fifth season. Um, I wish I was around when Wyckoff started this whole thing. It, it feels like I missed uh, you know, a good part of the history. Um, but uh, I first heard about it. I was playing a local baseball uh, fantasy league, and uh, we had just finished our draft. And you know what it's like after your draft. You got that fever going, and you're ready for another. But I didn't know any other local group of guys that, uh, that wanted to play, so I just threw a, threw a search on the Internet see if there was anything else going around where uh, some some group of players were looking for an extra guy. And I ran across uh, the NFBC for baseball, and uh, I, got, I, I was intrigued, gave it a try, loved it. And then uh, when football season came around, uh, pretty much joined everything I could. So uh, I was hooked pretty quickly. Yeah. I think for a lot of us, it was kind of that way. It was real quick fascination. Now, talk about the FFWC. Uh, this is your second year here. What do you think of uh, what's going on here in the level of competition? How are we doing? I want, I want, a, nice, I want a nice, fresh, original, uh, no-holds-barred approach here overall. What you, what's your take? I think you guys are doing terrible, honestly, but not just kidding. Um <laughs> Uh, ahead, so far, so good. I mean, uh, I have I have no complaints. I mean, uh, you know, the first year you guys uh, kind of like filled uh, the the gap or the hole left by our our former friends at Wyckoff, um, and and uh, you know provided that third contest that uh, you know some of us could could try out. And uh, you know, uh, I think you did a very good job that first year. You know, uh, some people were a little cautious, you know, people I've spoken to uh, uh, around the game. But uh, you guys uh, did well. I mean, you paid out. You paid out fast. Uh, you ran a good contest. Uh, so far, no complaints. This year, I think you've done even better. You, you, you listen to the feedback of your, uh, your clients, your, your players, and, and, you know, you, you changed the game. Made it made it even a more interesting game, and uh, so far I, I'm enjoying it very much. Well, thank you very much for that feedback. I'll uh, write the check. Just tell me where to send it to. Now <laughs> I'm going to ask you to narrow it down to one player. Looking at our leaderboard, very tough competition across the FFWC. I don't think there's any dispute that the best players in the world play here at a very high rate. When you go, when you came to Vegas, I know you're going to be in Vegas next year. You already told me, Lockhead, book it. You're going to be there. Absolutely. Uh, but everybody has told me, conversation after conversation, you come around in our draft room on Saturday morning. We claim Saturday morning, and the players, I mean, everybody knows your name. You know everybody as you're walking around. It's kind of reliving those, uh, those, that, those moments when we first started the hobby. Now, who do you think the best player out there? Uh, you know, everybody has their opinions. When you, when you sit down at the table, is there one player that sticks out? I'm asking you for a name. You know, it's, it, 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 that's almost an impossible question. Um, there are so many good players uh, in 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 these high stake contests. Uh, so many that have uh, incredible resumes that 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 are incredible players. Uh, you know, I if I chose one, uh, I'd have to say probably Scott Atkins. But uh, uh, outside of that obvious choice, you know, it, it's it's a it's a tough call. You know, I, I you know when. Uh, I was just doing fab, and I was looking at one of the teams I was. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm in with you guys, and I, and I was looking at the owners list a little bit. And and if you look down that, down that list, you got uh, Chad Schroeder, you got uh, Mike Santos, you have uh, Joe Jefferson. Uh, uh, you know, in another league, I've got uh, uh, KJ and and Darren Fessich and 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 Kimra, and you know, it's it's just on and on and on. And every contest out there has has incredible players. But one thing about the FFWC that I noticed is uh, even the main event where sometimes you can hope on getting a, uh, not that I hope for this, but uh, getting an easier draw. There is no easy draw. Every, every single league has, uh, has tough, tough competition, and you, you've got to be on top of your game to do well. And I think what, what people need to remember, Mikey, and we talked about this last week, 
Matt Bailey, uh, who won the whole thing last year, competed in our very first league. And I'll tell you, that thing was as tough as any commander league or big payback type league has ever been assembled. He won the whole thing from a very tough league. So the notion that, you know, you can't win in a tough league, it's just kind of, you know, it's, it's really been disproven because at the end of the day, it's all about who you draft. And you mentioned about six yeah. or seven names here. Every one of the names that you mentioned were top players. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, uh, Matt Bailey right now is ranked number 12th in the overall, uh, so uh, in, in the main event. He's so, coming. He's charging. You know, there, there, there's, do what? He's charging. He's charging up the leaderboard. Well, Matt's, yeah, Matt's, exactly. an, Matt's but, an incredibly uh, you know, talented there, there's player. So, there's so many names. Uh, when I saw Glenn's name up there, uh, it didn't surprise me because, you know, we butted heads in, uh, in baseball, but uh, – you know, it it don't surprise me because these guys are they're very uh, guys and ladies. They're very uh, understand. They understand the game. They understand it quick. Uh, Kimra, like uh, like what Glenn said, Kimra, she's a top notch player. Uh, so it's going to be new and different players that are going to keep on going up that board. And uh, David Hughes, uh, he's obviously one. So, but it's just who's the next one? Who's the next one that's going to uh, challenge us? And there are a lot of younger, newer names that have came into the, the game that are actually doing some kick-ass job. Cruiser says it in the chat room. He says, hey, you got to revamp that rankings uh, to, to, to look at the people who've done well over the past few years uh, versus the guys that have been playing for seven and ten years ago. you gotta, you got to keep it fresh and keep it current. I totally agree. We're going to keep working on that thing yep. uh, with, with the ranking system and have it spit out a, a good I, ranking. But, i got to agree go with him. Well, yeah. you can tell him I've only been around for a few years. So, <laughs> Glenn Holy yeah. is our guest tonight. We're going to grill his brain about week 12. Uh, Glenn, 13-week regular season. We started it uh, with that this, this the beginning of the show. Are you pro or against that, or is it, or is it, is it just a, kind of a variety that you enjoy? Well, I do like variety. It's one of the reasons I play a lot of contests. But if I had my choice, uh, you know, I, I'd be hands down on the 13-week season. Uh, you know, uh, football seasons, uh, you, you've got a lot of ups and downs. You've got injuries uh, and so forth. And uh, I think the longer sample size allows the uh, better teams, the truly better teams, to rise to the top. Um, plus, you know, you have the bye weeks as a factor. And yeah. uh, uh, with, with bye weeks this year, which I'm, I'm not a big fan of, but bye weeks this year being week 12 as well, you know, you you want the you want the uh, season to extend a little past that. Yeah, and we give away the largest league prize in the industry currently, twelve five in each league, and and you have the opportunity to win ten grand, and you're in line to do that right now. You got you know got to finish strong here. Uh, do you think it's the right move to award that much money to potentially one player in the league that high of a percentage, or do you think we should spread that league money out and spread the wealth a little bit or, uh, throughout the league? Well, since I'm in line to, to, to benefit from that, uh, of course, I'm going to come on the side of uh, give it all to one guy. But uh, uh, all joking aside, I actually like it, you know, uh, because you, you do have the opportunity with the way you guys are setting up your prize, uh, your prize breakdown to spread it around a little bit. But if you have that one dominant team in a league, uh, he does or she does have the opportunity to truly benefit and truly be rewarded for having a dominant team. And, and uh, you know, with the three-week race at the end of the season sometimes being a crapshoot, you know, uh, it, it's nice that someone can be, you know, rewarded with a nice chunk of change if they can put together a dominant team for 13 weeks. So I do like it. All about changing the game and making it about an ROI, which we've never really had before in the high stakes contest. Uh, Glenn Lowe is our guest. Let's talk about that team you have. You've been right there uh, in 2011, FFPC. You placed second overall. That was a fun, fun year, man. The last, oh, that was so much fun. I was right up there, sort of. I never really got, I was like around fifth or sixth at one point, and then I kind of faded and went down to tenth. But describe for everybody, for you, with the ability to win the, the big money, describe what that week 16 weekend felt like and, and so the people listening at home can can kind of share in that with you. You know, it it it, it, it was incredible. Um, you know, I didn't win, so it wasn't as incredible as it could have been. But uh, you know, the experience of of having a team perform the way it did that last week, 
and and have the opportunity up to the very last game, that Monday night game, uh, to win was was almost surreal. You know, I I, I think I went into that that last week like 16th, and and if you recall, that was uh, that weekend, that that week 16 that year. Uh, Christmas Eve was Saturday, and Christmas was Sunday, so they yep. switched. Uh, all the yep. games that would have been played on Sunday to Saturday. And uh-huh. uh, my family was getting ready to uh, go off to a family Christmas party, and all of a sudden I'm watching the games, waiting for my wife to get ready and get the kids ready, and I have my daughter on my on my lap, and every single one of my players scored within like three uh-huh. minutes. And I went uh-huh. from... Uh, you know, 10th, 11th, whatever I was, and all of a sudden I was on top of it all, and I watched it go up the board, the live board. And, you know, I didn't want to go to the party. <laughs> like, right. I'm not changing anything. My daughter's not leaving my lap. Uh, my wife, uh, you know, convinced me that, uh, you know, it was, it was best for our marital health to go. And <laughs> so we did, and uh, TNT, uh, you know, ended That's up passing great. me. Before the night was over, and you know, I, I still to this day blame her. <laughs> but uh, you know, going into that Monday night, we were dead even, and we each had a player going, and it could have gone either way. And you know, by the middle of the second quarter, I I had a lead, but uh, it, it didn't work out. But it was still unbelievably exciting uh, to be in line for you know a world championship and serious money. It was it was a lot of fun, a memory I'll, I'll carry with me a long time. Well, we've got 30 so, minutes left in this program here, and do you feel like you have the horse, the horsepower to do that again this year with your team? Let me read the team off for everybody at home. <coughs> Peyton Manning, this is your starting right. lineup. Manning, Charles, MJD, Zach Stacy, Keenan Allen, Santonio Holmes, Jordy Nelson, Demarius Thomas, Greg Olson, Blair Walsh, and the Rams D. On the bench, Rivers, Joy Bell, Helu, D. Will. Mario Manningham, Rashard Matthews, Kenny Stills, Jordan Reed, and Buffalo Bills. Do you have the Hawks? Not sure. You know, uh, one thing I learned that one year, uh, you know, you need those, those crazy explosive players uh, and, uh, that have the ability to throw up, you know, 25, 30 points, you know, for two, three weeks running uh, to get you up there and, uh, it, you know, in competition. I had that that year, you know. Uh, and and they all seem to get hot at the same time. Uh, you know, I have some good players, uh, but you know, whether they are good enough uh, remains to be seen. You know, uh, you know, Charles is certainly explosive. Matt Manning's amazing. Uh, Demarius, I like to hook up with Manning, but you know, Jordy yeah. needs Jordy needs Aaron Rodgers back. Uh, Zach Stacy, you know, yeah. I love what he's doing, but you know, he's still. A relative unknown. I like the fact that he's the center point of the offense, and and I like his schedule. But you know, again, you you don't know. And uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's a guy I was really well, happy to pick up. You know, but uh, you know he's had a couple so-so weeks, and you know he got a little banged up last week. So again, uh, I like him. Uh, I'm not going to be dropping him, but uh, I, I'd like to see uh, him get back to what he was doing a couple weeks back. Hey, Glenn, real quick, uh, it's funny. I was talking to uh, Rachel, uh, my co-manager, uh, today. It's, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's a horse race. You know, you, you've got a really good team. They're, they're motoring. They're steaming along. But, uh-oh, next thing you know, it's like, man, let's just keep on, let's just keep on rolling. Uh, yeah. Guys like, uh, like you talked about, Keenan Allen, Jordy Nelson with no quarterback to throw to him. Yeah. You know, and, and – I, I feel your pain because I've got uh, Keenan and uh, Jordy and both of uh, are in one of my rotoball teams, and it, it's very tough. It's like, man, just hang on, just hang on. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you, you just want to get that finish line. Football, is so, got, it, football is so week to week. I mean, uh, I uh, in another contest, I had I have a very competitive team that I I managed to pick up Mike James on, and uh, he uh, you know he looked pretty good. Yeah. There and he looked like he may be, you know, the kind of guy who could make a a, a difference. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, boom! First play of the game, one yep. game for oh, that, oh, trying for that touchdown. He gets hurt out for the season. My comp- competition picks up Bobby Rainey, beats me for total points. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? That's that's yeah. 
And Glenn, Glenn has a two-game lead right now uh, over his opponent this week, Chad Schroeder, Cocktails and Dreams. Glenn has won nine straight. Chad has won four straight. They're both on a roll. Something has to give this week. Up two games and having to play uh, Chad Schroeder in week 12. That's uh, Chad is in the chat room. He says daunting task for him this week. And I, and I have to feel like that's a, uh, the feelings mutual on both sides of the ball. Uh, we talked about MJD. We talked about Jordy. You also have Jordan Reed. You picked him up in week three. Uh, I know you have Olsen, so Reed's a flex for you. But Monday night, it's looking like he's not going to play. You think Fred Davis? Some people are asking me through Twitter about Fred Davis. You think he, he could do anything here? I think it's a steep decline for, to Fred Davis. I, I, I think it is as well. I mean, RJ3 needs need somebody to throw to, uh, you know, uh, uh, they, they've got a, uh, a tough team they're going up against, and I, I'm imagining they're going to be having to throw the ball eventually. Uh, you know, Pierre Garçon can't do everything. And, uh, you know, Hankerson's hurt now. Moss is old. And who knows about, uh, you know, Algic Robinson. Maybe Fred Davis is a flyer. You know, I'm not banking on him. I didn't pick him up anyway, so. Yeah. Now, you've uh, you, you have, you a daily game player yet? We've been playing this pretty much religiously every week all year. I think it's great. I'm having a blast with it, but I, I, I want to win this ticket. I want to win a ticket to the week 16 where they're giving away the three million dollars. Have you have you tried this out? Have you gotten to, gotten the feel for this yet? I have not tried your game out yet. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I was reading uh, your newsletter uh, last week, and and uh, you know, uh, I, honestly, it's the first time I really noticed it. I, I don't I don't play daily games religiously. Every once in a while, you know, I, I might join a uh, FanDuel or, or, or a Draft Street, uh, you know, contest or whatever if they've got something major going. But, you know, it's, I'm not a major a religious uh, daily player. It's kind of like just, you know, uh, an offshoot of the hobby for me. But I do want to try your game. Um, I'm going away with my wife tomorrow, so I don't know if I'll have fun, uh, time to – to get away from her and, you know, put in an entry. But, you know, it's something that I do want to try. You know, that, that million dollars is what caught my eye. But, uh, you know, I've got to, you know, learn the rules and, uh, you know. Yeah, I have always I always said I was going to win a bit. I was going to cash a big check one of these years, you know. And this is, this is that one that I just, you know, I'm like, wow, that's a big one. So, daily, definitely a different beast. We're having a, fun, a lot of fun in the world championship, the season-long stuff. A little bit more luck involved. I believe in the daily game. You're just kind of you're picking some guys. There's some skill to it for sure, but not nearly as much lo- as skill is involved as managing a season-long game. So let's talk about Week 12. Some of the guys people want to know about this week: the Giants. They have an excellent matchup. They've been a total train. You're a Giants fan, right? Or no? Are you a Jets fan? You're a Jets. Hell fan. no, I'm a, I'm a Jets fan. Okay, yeah. I'm with you, stick- Scott. Oh, I got yeah. two of them here. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I, I, I oh, knew I, I got like two of them here. Hey, hey, Mikey. <laughs> We've got to stick together, us Jets fans. Absolutely. Now, uh, this is the, the one-year anniversary of the butt fumble, uh, and now things have changed, and it seems like Geno was up and down. But let's talk about the Giants first. Everybody wants to know about Eli, Knicks, Randall, Cruz. Excellent matchup. They did great week one. What do you, what do you predict for them this week? You know, I uh, yeah, – being a New Yorker, I get to see a lot of the Giants, and uh, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm a real believer in in following trends. You know, if if a, if a team and a and a and a player are trending up or trending down or, or or staying stable, you know, I pay attention to all that. And you know, Eli just has not looked good to me. And you know, when he's bad, one thing about Eli, when he's good. You know, and when he goes one of his on one of his streaks, you know, it doesn't matter how good a matchup uh, against him you have, he's he's going to beat it. And but when he's going bad, you know, you could be he's playing a college bad. team, and he he could throw three picks. Um, and right now, I don't think he looks good at all. And uh, you know, uh, even with the the nice looking matchup, uh, you know, I wonder, you know, if I had another option, I'd probably start him. Yeah, it's uh, the question is Knicks, Cruz. Uh, Cruz is pretty much a must-start everywhere, and, and people Cruz are wondering if they drafted Knicks. It's Knicks or Randall, and every week, uh, the the snap. If you look at the snap counts, Randall's not getting many snaps, but he's always getting that touchdown. And Knicks is on such 
a dry spell. Mike, I got the chalkboard right behind me, and the the streak for the Knicks' lack of touchdown continues. Hasn't scored in 13 straight games. Has been below six fantasy points in six of his last eight. But in the season opener, he had 114 yards. So, Glenn, I'm going to ask you this week, Knicks or Randall? Randall scored in five of his last six games for the Giants. Knicks or Randall? Who does better? Randall. Mike? Knicks. <laughs> All right. I think, I, I, know, I, think I, I know which you know, way I'm going on this one. I'm feeling better about my choice now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Thanks, okay. Glenn. So, so Just we, kidding, Mike. We, we know that on that side of the ball. Let's talk about another player that has flooded our inbox the, uh, the last couple of weeks here, uh, especially this past week, um, the, the past couple of days um, anyway, Bobby Rainey for the Buccaneers. Uh, this kid, 30 carries. Uh, talk about him, what you see for him the rest of the way. Do you have him in any of your leagues? Uh, you know, I picked him up actually in a couple. You know, I didn't throw out major bids out there for him. Uh, you know, pretty much just relative flyer, flyer bids. Um, didn't start him anywhere last week, of course. Um, you know, he looked great. 30 carries is ridiculous. Uh, he, he looked amazing, but uh, I, I, I think that, you know, he hits a little bump in the road this week. I, you know, he still is the same player who was cut by two teams that needed backs very recently, and uh, he's still about my size, and I'm not Earl Campbell, and uh, he... You know, I, I, I just don't see it. Detroit also is, uh, you know, pretty good against the run. I think he has some trouble this week, and he won't surprise anybody this week either. So, no. No. you know, I, I, I think those expecting Bobby Rainey to be, you know, a major factor down the road, and, and, and I know a lot of people probably feel that way, and that's cool also, but uh, I'm just not one of them. Well, it was a home I, game you know, for them yeah, that they actually I would dominated. Like... Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, real quick, Scott, I'd like to jump in there. Uh, Bobby Rainey, he's a uh, Western Kentucky grad that uh, I got to know quite a bit over the course of the last couple of years. And uh, he's uh, he went, when he was with Baltimore, uh, he just uh, did a lot of stuff uh, for for the people here in Kentucky. Uh, Bobby Rainey, uh, I mean, he he did well in that game. You know, it was between Bobby Rainey and uh, Brian Leonard on who to start, but uh, he, he's up against it against Detroit. I would not start him at all. I mean, wow. there's no way. Well, here's no the thing, Mike. Yeah, most of the owners like myself, I picked him up in three of my four NFFC leagues, and I didn't start him, obviously. And now you're <clears> like, well, I can't leave those points on the bench. And you're looking at I – have, I have Leonard and Rainey, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, this game, they're going to be uh, probably behind against the Lions. And so that changes the dynamic of how they use their backs, and probably Leonard's going to be back there catching those balls out of the backfield. So I'm still worried, like kind of like uh, Glenn is. I think he'll have a decent day, but I, but definitely nothing. Uh, no, like not, nothing to bank on. Uh, okay, uh, Glenn, for, for me, I feel like Shane Vereen of the New England Patriots, he's back. I feel like he's the X factor if you held on to him. The question is what teams that – if you drafted him, you probably drafted him in the fifth round. So – You've lost him all year. So the chances of you being in the in the hunt at the end are going to be a little less slim than the Peyton Manning type team. But if you have him, he seems like the X factor to me, the guy that could be on the championship team. Do you feel the same way? And what do you think about his matchup Sunday night? I love his matchup Sunday night. Uh, and I, and I oh. agree. He's, he's, he's definitely the kind of player that uh, can be a difference maker down the road. Uh you know, he's very dynamic. He fits that offense perfectly, uh, what, what they want to do. And, uh, you know, he's extremely talented. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of teams out there, I bet, that are still in the hunt. You know, there's been a couple running backs that came around, you know, uh, that people got to pick up and, and fill in, you know, uh, over the course of the season that may have gotten them still competitive. And if they manage to make it into the playoffs and now can plug Shane Vereen in, you know, uh, and let's say that running back is a Zach, Zach Stacy type and got them to this point, and now they have Shane Vereen as, as well that they can plug in at flex. You know, that's, that's a dangerous team. And, uh, you know, this coming week, you know, uh, the, the Pats are playing Denver. Denver's a little bit better against the run, uh, and 
um, the 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 Pats are going to have to throw to keep up. And uh, you know, I think Vereen Vereen plays a much bigger role. I mean, last week he had thirty some odd snaps. Uh, you know, and he and he did he looked good with them. Uh, you, you know, you, you you multiply that by a little bit. You know. Make it 50 snaps or whatever, and uh, you know who knows what he can do. Week one again, maybe. Well, so, well, r- real quick, uh, Glenn, what does that do to uh, the the owners of uh, Stephen Ridley? What how how they how they stand right now? Well, you know what, Stephen Ridley to me, you know, is not a great PPR back. You know, he doesn't ever catch the ball, and uh, he's very dependent upon touchdowns. I mean. Don't get me wrong, he's, he's definitely a decent back, but, you know, I, you know I've sat uh, Stephen Ridley this year. You know, he's, he's, he's up and yeah. down. He's always in the door gas. I, I'd have no problem uh, uh, sitting Stephen Ridley if I had other quality options. You know, again, if I didn't, I have no problem put, plugging him in Ridley. there either. But, uh, you know, he's not, he's not a number one back to me at all. Ridley tore this defense up last year, 151 yards and a score. He has scored in five straight games with seven total during that span. And a running back has scored in nine of the ten games against the Broncos this year. It'll be very interesting to see how this game – I can't wait for this game, Mike. I cannot wait yeah. for this game. It's going to be a lot of fun to finish off the Sunday night uh, with all the tournaments and the games going on. Uh, Peyton against Brady. It just doesn't get any better. This is why we're all fans of the NFL and playing fantasy football for games like that. Broncos at the Patriots. going to be outstanding. Arizona. Let's talk about Arizona real quick and brief. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but we do get a lot of starting lineup questions about this one, uh, Andre Ellington and Richard Mendenhall this week because they have a good matchup against the Colts who have pretty much allowed a lot of running backs to go off on them this year. Uh, Ellington played only 29 snaps, only picked up seven total yards on 10 touches against the Jags. Mendenhall played 36 snaps, wrapped up 27 yards and a touchdown. Uh, this is a game that, again, they can they can uh, expose the, the Colts a little bit. Uh, Mike, I know you have a Mendenhall question. Why don't you ask Glenn this question? Yeah, I'll tell you what, Glenn. I, had a, uh, I went into last night very tough. It was between Jacquez Rogers and uh, – Richard Mendenhall. I mean, I didn't know which which way to go. Uh, it was uh, it was FFWC rules. You know, 11, 11 starting uh, players uh, dual flex, and uh, so I went ahead and uh, started uh, Mendenhall. Uh, the only reason is because he scored a touchdown and last week, and you know, I feel like that uh, he's going to be able to run against Indy uh, the Indy defense. Uh, what do you think? I mean, it's going to be tough. Oh, well, I, I had a similar option uh, for a team in another contest, and I started Mendenhall over Rogers too. Um, wow, good. You know, uh, you know, yesterday's game could have played out better for Rogers, but again, you know, uh, they've got a lot of options at running back there. They're trying to work Stephen Jackson back in, uh, you know, on a more prominent role, and it actually worked out for him yesterday. You know, they still got Snelling. There was a lot of talk about Anton Smith. You know, they they're, they're a dead team you know, as far as the playoffs. So, you know, it, it seemed reasonable that they would maybe mix in Smith a little bit. And where are those carries coming from? So, you know, I was a little cautious about uh, Rodgers yesterday. And like you said, you know, Mendenhall, Arians loves him. You know, Ellington looks so much more dynamic. He looks like the better player. But, you know, kind of like that Bobby Rainey thing. He's smaller. Uh, and Arians doesn't want to abuse him. He's not going to get 30 carries. You're not going to see that out of Ellington. I mean, I think... I think his touches have gone down, what, three straight weeks? And uh, last week he didn't do much with them. You know, when you, when you have limited touches, uh, you know, that's where you got a little bit of a roll of the dice. Same thing with Mendenhall, though. You know, Mendenhall's not going to be very productive unless he gets that short touchdown. But he, he is in there for those opportunities. And uh, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect that he'll, he'll get that opportunity this week. Now, before, yeah, we, uh, before we get to our rapid-fire segment, Glenn, uh, one last situation on the other side of the ball. Indianapolis Colts, Donald Brown coming off his best game, and Trent Richardson, who has pretty much an afterthought. What is your whole take on this specific situation and why Trent Richardson has fallen so much? You know, I, I've actually watched a couple um, 
Colts games over the course of the season, you know, pretty closely. Richardson just looks like shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, he looks terrible. And, uh, uh, you know, he, and Brown, you know, he looks okay. You know, he looks, he, he, he's doing something with the ball when there's a hole, he's exploiting it. He, uh, you know, he probably looks better than he has most of his career. So, you know, he's taken a step up. Richardson has taken a huge step back. He, look, he looks like he's got no confidence. He's, his vision is awful. He never gets to the hole. Uh, you know, he never hits the right hole, and he's, and, and he's slow to the hole. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with him. I didn't think he looked even close to his bad last year. Um, but this, if, if his name wasn't Trent Richardson and you were watching the game, you would think he was the right. third string back, you know. Bingo. Yep. That, totally it, Glenn, in my opinion. I mean, it, it's just it, his name, Trent Richardson, he, think, he, he thinks he could be able to do whatever he wants to do, uh, but Donald Brown is uh, driving. He's working hard any, to do it. Any any truth to the steroid rumors? Do you think there's anything there, Glenn? I don't know. You know, it's, okay. I, I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, you know, it's all speculation. All right, we're going to get into rapid fire. This is uh, Glenn. If you've never played rapid fire before, we give you some quick uh, quick one hitter questions. You answer. Michael answer. I move on to the next one. Uh, they should be fun, kind of a way to wrap up the show here. You ready? Got it. All right. All right. Thanks, Best bye. young quarterback in the game, Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson? Uh, Luck should be better, but I like Wilson. Mike? Uh, Luck, no doubt. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a good one to watch over the years. Everybody was saying Luck or RG3, but I think they're now understanding it's Luck or Wilson. Best dynasty wide receiver outside of Calvin. You got Demarius, A.J., Julio, and Dez. Rank those for me. Uh, A.J., uh, because he's done the most with the least uh, supporting cast, uh, then <sighs> I'd say Dez, Demarius, and then Julio because of the injury. Mike? I go Dez one. Dez one, I like the way he uh, – Got got into everybody's face a couple weeks ago. Uh, I love the way he did that, and uh, you know that's what the Dallas Cowboys need. To get them fired Go up. figure. Dez Bryant. The cowboy, the cowboy fan picks Des one. What knucklehead is more valuable in Dynasty? We do have a lot of Dynasty fans on the show. I don't know if you play Dynasty, but you understand the concept, right? So, what knucklehead is more valuable in Dynasty? Josh Gordon or Justin Blackman? Glenn. Uh, Josh Gordon, because uh, the other knucklehead's done it twice now. So, uh, definitely Gordon. And I think Gordon's more talented. Mike? Totally agree. Totally agree. Josh Gordon uh, Josh Gordon has a chance. Justin Blackman, uh, he's an afterthought, in my opinion. I will tell you that Jason Kahn, one of the former world champions, uh, he said he was out partying with Gordon uh, right before the uh, Kentucky drafts were happening, he said he's a total knucklehead going like 100 miles an hour in his car or something. As he a, just as won't, a, won't be quite honest with you, Scott. You could put Justin Blackman in the same uh, category yeah. as Aaron Hernandez. You know, yeah, he, hey. just likes little, he likes his green, okay? I mean, come on. Eventually, you know, it's probably going to be legalized <laughs> anyway. Okay. Pats or Broncos this week, Sunday night game, Pats or Broncos. Who wins? Glenn. Scott, I'm a Jets fan. Who, who's winning? <laughs> Broncos Broncos all the way. <laughs> Mike? I'll say, uh, no, I'll say Denver. Denver, easy. Wow. You guys are, are going against the Patriots after a, a total just yeah. a, 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 that brutal. Yeah, I, I'll say had. Denver. Uh, matter of fact, to be quite honest with you, Scott and Glenn, I'll say uh, Denver. Let's put down a score. I'll say uh, 41 to 24. Uh, I, I won't go that far. I'll, I'll say 34-27. I am going to fade this the hell out of this game. I'm going to stay away from it. I, I'm going to. I think Brady makes a lot of sense, and, and Peyton obviously to have big offensive days. But I, I bet you the defenses are a lot more important to this game than we think. We, we're thinking shootout, and that's usually when we don't get it. So I, I bet you it's a little bit more low scoring than that. So that's just a guess. Kaepernick or RG3, uh, these are the two quarterbacks on the Monday night game, Niners at the Redskins. Who has the bigger night on Monday night and going forward? So it's a two-part question. Kaepernick and RG3, Glenn. Uh, Kaepernick Monday night and Kaepernick moving forward. 
Dad gummit. Why, why, why do I have to keep agreeing with you, Glenn? Uh, I, I love Kaepernick in this game. I think RG3 is going to have a nice game. Don't get me wrong, but I think Kaepernick has a better game. Yeah, I'm just wondering who Kaepernick's going to throw to. He, he Obviously, I mean, Vernon Davis, maybe Anquan Bolden, uh, keep it going. He's obviously got the wheels behind him. He might run for three uh, touchdowns. Yeah, and it's, at, it's in Washington, so I, I tend to agree with uh, Kaepernick for this week. But I think RG3 for the rest of the season, I think I like his, uh, his ability to rack up the points a little bit more than Kaepernick, who's been just a total flameout. Uh, who do you like of this list to make an impact later in this year? A couple of guys that have been injured. Let's rank them. We have four. Michael Crabtree, Percy Harvin, Randall Cobb, or Dennis Pitta. Which one? Uh, let's rank their impact. Crabtree, Harvin, Cobb, and Pitta, because people can pick these guys up uh, possibly, or maybe it's too late. Uh, Harvin, Crabtree, Pitta, Cobb. All right, Mike? Uh, I like Harvin, one, Crabtree, two, um, Pitta, three, and Cobb, four. There we go again, Mike. Yeah, same ranking. I'm I'm just writing them down, and I'm just going through, and I'm just – that's the way I see them. Yep. Yeah, will be will be nice to see Harvin uh, come back on the field. I think Pitta means a lot to that Baltimore Ravens team if they can get him back. I think that does a world of wonders for this uh, Ravens team this week. I might move Pitta. Game, Steelers against the Browns. Uh, Joe Hayden is matched up against Antonio Brown. A lot of people are saying this is a good week to start Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, so I'm just going to ask you against Joe Hayden. It's 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 pretty much lights out right now. He's probably one of the top three corners in the league. And we're, we're talking about Joe Hayden. In week 11, uh, he limped away with two catches for seven yards. Uh, that was A.J. Green matching up. And no receiver has gotten to 90 yards against Hayden this year. He's only given up one touchdown. Not a single receiver has topped 10 fantasy points. So I'm going to ask you, Glenn, Antonio Brown this week or Emmanuel Sanders? Antonio Brown. Wow. He's the kind of receiver that can beat one-on-one. Disagree. You think Hayden? Antonio Brown. Yeah, Antonio Brown. They're going to lock him down. I I mean, I love his talent, but that's going to free up Emmanuel Sanders so much. Wow. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. That's incredible, Glenn. I mean, this was something else, and finally we disagree. Uh, I I love Emmanuel Sanders in this game. I don't know if you can log down Antonio Brown. It's just his style of game. He turns around, catches the ball, he's taking off. He's kind of like Welker. It's like it's hard to stop. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on real quick. Miles Austin, does he have anything left in the tank? Will he be startable? Yes. Not not at a, at a prominent position, but, yeah, as a, as a flex, I think he is startable. Deep flex. Yeah, Mike? Uh, I think you, uh, you can't start him right now, and you continue to pound uh, Jason Whitney if you have him. Yeah, he had a good week one, and then he just kind of uh, with a hammy just could never get over it. Uh, tight ends, two young tight ends, Kobe Fleener or Delaney Walker this week. Coming off both of them, big games, Fleener or Delaney Walker? Glenn? Fleener. Mike? Fleener. Fle- oh, yeah, man. Kobe Fleener. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know the, the Colts definitely, the, the Cardinals definitely shut down the receivers. be interesting to see. You think Cameron ever turns it around, Glenn, with, with this quarterback situation? You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I just don't understand how he's not uh, – He's not a, more of a focal point of the offense. It's not like they have great receivers outside of Gordon, uh, but they don't seem to be targeting him as much as they should. Uh, yeah, I don't Delaney. know if it's, a, if it's a Campbell thing or they've, they've just switched up their, their offensive game plan. I love Fleener, but I've got to tell you that this Fitzpatrick-Delaney combo, they love each other right now, and it's uh, very potent. Last question, who wins the Super Bowl this year? Uh, Glenn, I'll just give it to you. Who wins the Super Bowl? Jets. <laughs> and Mike? it's not close uh, If I can't go Jets I'm going to go uh, Seattle Okay, Mike New Orleans The Saints New Orleans. All right Well guys, that's all the time we have Glenn Lowy, thank you so much for being on Reverse Glenn, Glenn love it, man the rest of the way. Thank you guys I hope hey, we thanks, didn't man. curse him, Mike. The red versus blue curse is alive and well. Let's make sure that it doesn't happen this week, partner. 
You're doing very well, yeah, well. by the way, Mikey. Very well. Good job. Hey, buddy. man. Hey, appreciate it, man. And uh, thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Scott. And then uh, let's just keep on rocking and rolling. All right. To everybody in the chat room, thank you for being here. Good luck to everybody in the Fantasy Football World Championship, Rota Bowl, the Dynasty World Championship, Mock Draft World Championship. Our playoff contest is back. We'll have details on that. Ooh, the 16 yeah. mini oh, draft yeah. oh, yeah. for this year. We'll see you guys next week. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.